Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined once again by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's great. Today, what's, what's special about today? Uh, it's still summertime. That's special time. How's that? Yep, yep. We're almost halfway through July. Yay already. for summer. Love it. No, we're, we're not halfway through the summer. We're we're just at the beginning, Dennis. We're we're getting ready to go. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like seasons have no meaning in in COVID times. It has gotten. I I wouldn't call it like cool or nice out. Longtime listeners of the show will know that I prefer cool weather, but it got just cool enough over the weekend, like seventy nine, eighty, maybe eighty two or three where I was able to get out and start painting my front porch. I have an enclosed ah. sort of quasi-enclosed front porch on the house. Um, it's got screens, which we had to replace. But it's all the old, like, clapboard siding. Yeah. Because it's like a 100-year-old house. Most of the house was done up in vinyl siding at some point in the last 15 years. Um but the porch was inside, and so they didn't do that. But it's all it was all dirty, and so I power washed it a week or two ago and got out there a couple of days this week and started. It's got to all be done with a brush, so it's real tedious. But, but, it, what, but the weather's been and, nice enough for you to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of in the shade, so that helps. Um, it's still, you know still kind of warm and yeah yeah it's it. sticky we, we, and stuff but it's we've had some it's got to get done and the weather's not going to get reasonably cool for several weeks and i don't want yeah, to we, we, i don't want to wait we for did it. uh get some heavy rains which i thought was be enough but mm-hmm. it's just not still not made enough up or the the lawn is still really crunchy and ants are, are, yeah, are looking everywhere for water and food out as far as they can go um but i got i got two 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 of the four major projects that i wanted to do this summer done and one of them's uh, ready to go just my mailbox that's not a big deal uh so i'm, I'm pretty happy my whole deck redone and, and stained and painted it looks like an old beat up uh deck and now it looks beautiful like a totally new thing nice i'm, I'm really happy with that nice. uh but yeah it's the it, the i don't know I, I i like the warmer weather but i don't obviously I don't like the beating down sun humidity i really hate that so mm-hmm. and i have been because of covid times i've been in a lot more i I'm a people person. I like being out, but I'm more people person. So I like to be around people. Um, and I, mm-hmm. and as much as I still want to kind of go out and do things, I just, I just can't, you know, you just, you just can't. So, um, yeah. every time I consider, Hey, today's a fine day to just go out and do something. I think, well, <laughs> I can't go. I mean, it's silly, but even things like going to the mall, I think I'm going to go to the, and no one goes to the mall anymore, but like, I'll go to the mall. I don't have no. to, but I'll go to the target in the mall just so, and walk mm-hmm. to the mall and you know get a pizza a bite a pizza or something down the way and then come back just because there's people there and i'm seeing what's going on and there's music and it's whatever right but can't do those things now you just you just really can't um so mm-hmm. yeah I'm, i've been the moral of that story is obviously has been i haven't been out very much this next week i'm going on a bit of a little of a trip so but i'm gonna it's still gonna be COVID times i'm gonna be super still like you know careful and wearing masks and doing things solo by myself and yeah, yeah. You're you're flying. I'm flying. I did a lot of research on flying. Everybody was super paranoid about flying, but it's not so bad. Uh, yeah, I know our uh my my brother David is thinking about coming up for, and my parents are have been in Florida for the last two weeks. Yeah. And you hear a lot of, you know, you see scare headlines and whatever. Yeah, it's not it's but, not as bad. Like if you go to the C D C website and stuff, they they don't 
uh, they recommend no one traveling yeah. or going anywhere, right? But but they're it's not it's <laughs> right. not like red alert. Oh my god, this is the worst. It's just simply like, hey, it's not terrible. They're they're doing precautions, and and if you go to the sites, you can see there's things like fifty fifty percent mixed air, straight downdraft air. It's like it doesn't come forward to the back. Mm. So if someone goes sneeze, mostly it's going to go straight down to their feet and then vent it out. Um, and then, well, that's good. Some airlines, I think you'd be a little smart, right? Like some airlines are open up to full capacity. I think like American Airlines are going full capacity. Mm. I, yes, they're way cheaper right now because of that. But I just, you just hard, hard, yeah, pass. just hard pass. You just don't do it, right? Um, and then I'd take, take, I don't, the ones. I don't want to be in a full capacity plane normal, normal right? Normally. Right. So, you know, I, I get the ones that still have the, the like 30 to 50% capacity and, uh, mm-hmm. Are doing all the stuff that it still need to do, and you just be smart about that, right? Um, wear the mask the whole time. Don't stand next to people. Yep. Pick a spot away intentionally. Get on last, yeah, so that you can pick better. Mm. Um, sure, you sure. know. And then I don't have a lot of plans to. Uh, I'm the place I'm going is in Pensacola, and I know I have family there. Visit my my grandfather's grave at the military base. Stuff that I can mm. do. I don't have to have a lot of people. Going to go fishing, right, by myself. Sure. On, on a pier. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't, I know the area. I'm not going to be going, I know where the crowds are going to be or where they would be. Right. Sure, and then I know oh, sure. I can go down to the beach way down here and there's never anybody down there anyway. Um, yeah. So it, it'll be all good. And I'm, I'm looking, you know, I said I took super precautions for it and I'm still going to keep hand sanitizer on all the time, washing hands, social distance, wear the mask like everybody responsibly <laughs> should do. Um, right. Right. So, but but the, the moral of all that is that I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to spend a days, my days, mostly sitting on the beach by myself, listening to music, you know, under an umbrella, reading a book. And I'm nice. I'm really looking, except for uh, I'm I've decided my work is doing a. Uh, they do like this every two weeks uh, a was it happy hour type thing where everybody gets on Zoom and just talks and chats. Oh yeah, my my employers co-workers tried that once and i don't know if they're still doing it um i you know got hired as part of a team with this company about a year and a half ago and so i've never met most of the rest of the company so when they get like 25 people on a zoom call i'm like yeah i recognize a couple of these people's names yeah, but yeah same here i don't same here. I, I don't we don't need to hang out right. like i don't interact with them for work so why would we just hang out? They live in Maryland. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we, these, I actually see these people, but you're right. There's like a hundred people. So I, and I don't see most of those, but mm-hmm. it's one of those, like you, you jump in, you show your face, smile, laugh, say hi, and then leave type thing. But I'm, I actually want to jump right. in so that I can be that guy that's like, doesn't have a fake background like I always do, <laughs> but it looks like it's a fake background. But right. I'm going right. to be there with my iPad on the beach with the, the, this tropical stuff a good uh little good bit there it's good uh, it's, bit. that's my whole why i'm doing the trip just so i could do that, that <laughs> right uh, so no i'm I, I am excited about it that and that's this week so I, i'll be able to have my summer hopefully get my uh get it out of my system the the need to to get out and, and go even though i won't be around people still you know relatively right right um, well in a couple of weeks we'll we'll be around each other and fox and yeah, good uh, good news about that one for all the guys too. Uh, I my school, my university. I'm going for listeners who don't know. I've been going back for my master's degree, and mm-hmm. uh, I 
they just announced that at my school, all students have to be tested before they come back to campus. And that means that I'm going to go, as soon as I get back from Florida, I go straight and get, I get a test, this test of Rooney. And then I'm going to, and mm. then I'm going to, I'll know if I have that and then I'll be self quarantined for the next week, just on my own self. So that if I go to the guys sure. and hang out with the guys, on our, our Gen Con time and, and con that, that I'll be clear <laughs> going into that thing. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> have, yeah, that's, that's, that's good to know. I mean, I will also be fine because I am not flying anywhere, let alone Florida. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, have you seen their, the uh, whoever organizers of Gen Con are still doing um, events? I think they're I think they're doing bad badge registration free because yeah, you don't really get anything for it now. Um, some of the events are charging, which is a weird sort of I thing. But that. I guess if you've got if you've got somebody taking their time to run D&D for strangers, maybe they want to get two bucks out of it or something. Maybe. Um, I don't know. That's whatever. Yeah. I'll, you know, I, I, I just wondered, I saw the things pop up and actually, I think the actual registration might have even opened today. And I didn't hear anybody sort of make any comment one way or the other. And I'm like, I don't, th- there were things that looked interesting to me, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to buy tickets to an event when we're going to be hanging oh, out for sure yeah that, that's that's like, one of the things i'm like oh yeah it's six o'clock i gotta get on this zoom and learn how to be this kind of gm or whatever. yeah yeah i i uh i love gen con and this is not a knock on it but that i none of that sounds interesting to me like i mm. think i think all of gen con to me is kind of seeing new people meeting new people that you don't know mm. seeing the camaraderie 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 of complete strangers be good kind fun enjoying pe- enjoyable people and then seeing all the I new think things. if we yeah I think if we had had planned it maybe better maybe better is not the right word yeah. but if I were not going to be in Bloomington if I were going to just be hanging out all weekend yeah. there would be a different thing I'd be like well, yeah, I'm doing nothing else, so I'll get on and I'll play D&D with some strangers for a couple hours in the afternoon, and then I'll get on and look at this seminar, and maybe these guys are talking about something in Tabletop Simulator or something. Like, I would do a bunch of that stuff because the alternate use of my time is just hanging out right. on a weekend or maybe doing some more painting, which is like, you know. Super fun. Right. Whatever. The, <laughs> the painting will still be there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I am glad that they're doing something uh and there's a lot of stuff out there for for people to kind of help. It's kind of being help organizing people to get together, which is which is nice. And yeah. and you know you know like this is the world we live in at least for the next several months that and have the next past several months of learning how to use online communications with friends and family. Now having a Gen Con type thing where you can meet a lot of strangers, and now instead of just walking away from the table, you actually know their contact and you can con you want to can contact each other. Right. Say like, hey, let's play another yeah. game. You interested in playing again? You were really fun. You know? Right. Uh, or GMs can say, hey, yeah, we play Tuesdays. If you want to join me on the Zoom thing, I'll send you my my Zoom information. Yeah. And yeah. You can do that kind of stuff now. Which that's really we got a speaking of that, we should finish our our D and D. We really do we need to do that for that. sure. We got, got it's just hard. We had a full six people. It's hard to coordinate. Right. We'll we'll we'll, we'll definitely make a, a a definite plan for that soon. I got I got together with Fox and Jill and. Pat and the guys and Chris. Well, we'll do that. D and D's been a while. Have you? Um, I I saw earlier tonight a, a new trailer or 
well, maybe a new trailer, only trailer I've mm-hmm. seen, but maybe new trailer for um, the new animated Star Trek series. Oh, yeah, right. That's like What's comedy in Star Lo- Trek world, Lo- right? Lower deck, lower, lower decks, deck. below decks, lower decks, not below decks. It's lower, lower decks. decks. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it's like the first time we've had a comedy in Star Trek since the original series. Like full comedy, <laughs> it's and and even original series had like it had funny moments. Like it wasn't it wasn't comedy. Like I mean, they were often in life now. or death I mean, situations. <laughs> sure, I mean it's it's funny, right. but it's not it's not. Uh, it's not comedy and there have been episodes and situations over the time you know over the the various oh, yeah, shows yeah. over the years um you know star trek 4 with the whales is pretty comedic right that's right sure remember that yeah um but this it gave me strong uh um animated harley quinn vibes like i assume it's not going to be nearly as gruesome or or have the kind of language sure. but i just mean in the animation style in the in the sort of um the cra- crassness of it a little bit, the tone and casual kind of thing um, that they seem to be going for, just a little, a little silly. Yeah, like like one scene in the trailer, um, they talk about the the bridge crew. One guy rips his shirt off, and he's almost like that would never happen in Star Trek. But it's kind of funny that they do it here, overblown. Right. Yeah. yeah it looks. Yeah. I mean, it looks fun and funny. Doing it's it's nice to see CBS doing the things that we've always thought Star Wars should have done for the longest time. Is you know lighten the reins up a bit let people um mm-hmm. n- not have to like with star wars you know it's it's great to see this the skywalker saga yes that's great but like do other things let other kind of have other movies that aren't about that and the star trek now can has different shows about different things that aren't necessarily about next generation or kirk and spock and you know yeah i mean we said this in talking about um, short treks, right. right? For every for every Q and A or um, the one where Mars gets attacked, that's setting up the card. You've got the H. John Benjamin one that's just kind of terrible. Right. Um, to everything in between, like there and and if you go back to the nineties, like Next Generation was a specific way. Like it changed over the years, really, you know, incrementally. Um, but it was this specific sort of, you know, quasi utopian vision and deep space nine was very different. Right. And Voyager was a little more like next generation, but with a lot less, um, like big picture politics because they were in isolation and they had more personal conflict that next generation almost never had. Like, and, and I bring all that up just to say that like, even in the nineties, there was a fair amount of experimentation with this franchise. And now that we've had enough time since enterprise and the JJ Abrams reboot sort of stuff. um, I'm glad that, you know, I assume that this is sort of the sequence of events, but I'm glad that Discovery did well enough in season two that they are now able to try different things, like like Picard, like this animated series, like the one they're doing with Anson Mount, the um, Brave New World, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it felt um, like um, kind of how when uh, Disney bought Marvel, and then Disney's like forever there was not Marvel, Disney bought. Uh, Lucas and Star Wars, mm. and it was 
for decades of we're never going to make another Star Wars movie. And then we finally make one and it's the prequels and those three and that's it. And you can't ever do it unless George signs off thing. We can't do TV shows. It's all like a very protected kind of world. And then Disney gets yeah. it. And it's like, we're doing all the things we're doing everything. And that's kind of how it felt for Trek two. At some point they were like, after the the J.J. Abrams stuff came out and it did its thing, they were like, okay, we're doing CBS All Access, and now we're doing all the things. And you're right. I think mm-hmm. that was a lot of unsuccess of Dis- uh, Discovery Season 1 even, uh, saying it was like, hey, this is this is okay. Trekkies will accept it, and maybe some other people will too. Let's go ahead and do all the other things that are wild. Right? Yeah. 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 So I'm looking forward to yeah. it. I I think it's funny. There's a lot of... There's a lot of comedy to be had in the in the sort of Star Trek kind of tropes. That's a little bit of what the Orville does, though the Orville is also trying to be real. Right. Right. It's not a parody. So I uh, still miss that show. We shouldn't come back on the air. Yeah. When are we going to get some more of that? That show is yeah. great. I, I do miss it. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully Lower, Lower Decks will be just just as, as good. Um, but I'm also looking Have forward you... to Discovery. So yeah, whatever. Whatever they're doing, yeah. Maybe their, CBS will just dump everything future. on us all at once. And on, honestly, that's that's the one of the ones I'm least <laughs> anticipating. What, Discovery, like because Discovery, because they're going to go away in the future, and it seems like a kind of like maybe the Federation is going to die out after all that time. And you're like, oh, I mean, Discovery God. does feel now like it's going to it's the show that's the um, experimental show. It almost feels like like the show that can do anything at once. Sure, and, sure. You yeah. know, without restraint kind of type thing. Not just because they're in the future, which but they, they felt like they've done that. Yeah, I know that I that I just got done praising experimentation, but I don't know I don't know that it's a one hundred percent good thing to be out in the future with no with no limits, with no reins, right? Like you get crazy with the story yeah but you know with the world i mean kind of and delta then, quadrant it was the same thing like this oh, it's, they could say the exact same thing it's like well this people are going to go out to the delta quadrant there's no federation there's no starfleet there's no klingons there's no romulans there's it's it's that's it's true wild west right i mean it's the same kind of thing uh and yeah and and maybe there are hints of that in that one short track that was just the one guy on the ship Oh right! Who finds the ship and and the ship is sentient? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who knows? Yeah, who, who knows what they could do with it, right? Yeah, the the the. I'm hoping and that the the Star Trek standard now will be the uh, the Anson Mount Enterprise one that they will that'll be like the flagship show of of yeah. what it is, and then not that everything else is bad. It's just all they have their own different things and their own spinoffs and their own great little things. But the your tried and true episodic. Star Trek, Starfleet, Federation thing may just be the Anson Mount thing, which would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mentioned off the air, I've been watching a lot of Voyager and I, I get to uh, go back to that whole episodic thing again. And it's, mm. it's, it's kind of refreshing. And I, I like the big long story thing, but I also like, I got to remember these shows were an hour long episodic. They weren't just, you know, 30 minute shows. They're an hour yeah. long. So when you had two, such a, you had two part series, that was a movie, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At at some point, after a, after a certain 
certain point, I don't know how I lost track of that sentence, but um, the the like long arc story things become kind of exhausting. Yeah, sure. Like you either are just like, you know, stuck in your head trying to remember and, and figure out everything that's going on or you're just lost and you're like, what? Who is this guy again? Yeah. What's what's this that's happening? I complained about that a lot during the um, the Netflix Marvel shows that they were like 13, 14 episodes long. And I thought they were like three to four episodes. I, I think it's good that mm. streaming services are cutting down to eight to ten now. I mean, it's still a lot. You think about it, it's like eight to ten hours, but that's a lot of time. It, it is a lot of time, but they're not making movies right They're They are making a serial thing. And, and thankfully, most but yeah, besides Netflix, most series are releasing things one bite at a time. So. Um, it's a little bit easier to digest. Um, but yeah, I, I, sure, I agree. It's, sure. it's nice seeing some of those having that episodic type thing and going back to it. And it's still being good. It's still having some progression. Like seven of nine is in this one, and she's definitely becoming a more. You can see in the different episodes where she's becoming more human. Whereas the earlier episodes, she definitely is a lot, or the doctor and things like that, and Bellana and I mentioned Paris this. Um, th- there's sort of a lot of a lot of aspects uh, rolling into this. But um, when I was reading into some more of the, the systems in Star Trek adventures, they have a, a sort of progression system mm-hmm. that se- it doesn't seem like it compared to a more traditional RPG like D and D, but they use the examples in the show of like Picard in seasons five and six compared to Picard in seasons one and two. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm listening to the Office Ladies podcast, yep. which everyone will know. It's Jenna Fisher, Angela Kinsey talking about the Office, and they had an episode. I think it was Mindy Kaling they had on. They had on one of the writers, and they said Greg Daniels when he was running the show. And I'm going to credit this to him. I don't know if it was somebody else they were referencing. Um, said that the rule for characters in in television, at least at the time, this was early 2000s, so like still kind of in the 90s pre-internet era of television um they had a five percent rule like a character could change and they could they could grow in some way but you wanted to shoot for about five percent because yes people do change and grow but it's gradual it's small right you can't you can't take a character one week is this way and then the next week, change 50% of the things about them. And you're like, well, that's... That's not what they would that's, do. That's too much. Like, you can have characters fall in love and get married, but you've got to spend a couple episodes doing that. Right. You, they can't just meet someone, love at first sight, get married, without it being a crazy, like, comedy kind of thing that just breaks the... Um, verisimilitude like it, it, do, it doesn't seem realistic right. to the viewers anymore right this week on our 2020 challenge we actually watched it with our we decided to watch it with our uh our thursday like buddy group right friend group yeah i think this is the first time that we've watched a 2020 movie together but not just you and i it was our whole like a group of friends six eight eight some people yeah. and they had someone had suggested this movie because um this is a movie that was that was beloved in a small group of us when we discovered it back in you know, 2013ish i want to say 
maybe 12. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is one everybody watched. We quoted it all the time. It should be on our list. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, you guys. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if we want to watch it with people talking over it. And, um, you know, without our buddy Pete, who was one of the big uh, um, proponents of that. Like, uh, proponents of it. Yeah. Um, but, but we did it anyway. We, we watched that so, one. And then because we usually watch like a double feature. We watched that one. Then we watched yeah. Wet Hot American Summer. Very different kind of movie. Mm-hmm. So in in our twenty twenty challenge, we will cover or twenty twenty challenge twenty twenty movie uh, thing. We will uh, talk about both of those this week, yep. right? and kind of compare and contrast the differences. No, <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's watch. Let's talk about our twenty twenty challenge. So what year? What year was In Bruges made in? Uh, in Bruges is from 2008 um written directed by martin mcdonough uh starring colin farrell brendan gleason uh at least one more um harry potter Potter alumni ralph ralph fines um yeah they're all all elizabeth barrington is the other like all the leads i don't think colin farrell is a loophole i guess because he's in one of the he's in the fantastic Fantastic Beasts. beasts right uh, um. So I had not seen this movie, and I'm sure a lot of people have not, surprisingly. Uh, you want to give a really quick short synopsis, because I know it's hard because it's getting a little spoilery, but overall, what this is movie is about. Yeah, so um, this is, the the tags on IMDb say comedy crime drama, which all of those are true, but it's, it, it, it's really hard to... Uh, hard to say so i'll just i'll just read the synopsis here it says guilt stricken after a job gone wrong hitman ray and his partner await orders from their ruthless boss in bruges belgium the last place in the world ray wants to be true so that a lot of this thing is like i said they're they're hitmen and they're waiting that's kind of how it was and they're waiting and yeah. yeah so let's um that already gives you a little bit of a little bit more than you would get just watching the movie from the beginning because it takes about half an hour before you see the the botched job right but uh i'm gonna hit the bell because we're gonna spoil this whole thing okay so uh this was weird for me because of the the environment and maybe this someday for me needs a a second view um i watching this with the guys on on a thursday um Mm -hmm. you know it's it's usually fun hanging out type thing and and you see something and everybody kind Casual, of laugh track or or makes a goofy and, and this one didn't this one was i mean everybody people weren't really disrespectful or anything because they were watching it as a real movie besides the occasional and i would say it too like hey this is hilarious kind of sarcastic thing it's a it's a funny line there's a lot of there are a lot of jokes from this movie or not jokes but lines from this movie that we would quote um that were only a little problematic in 2008 and slightly more problematic in 2013 and are yeah. really problematic now. Um, but some other, you know, ones where uh, Ralph finds, you know, beats the phone, the, the heck, heck out of his phone. And his wife says it's an inanimate effing object. And he yells at her, you're an inanimate effing object. Like that was one that we would quote, like, it doesn't make any sense, but it's just so like, 
it's funny in the way that Deadwood is funny. Yeah. Right. Just just writing that is so like I don't even want to say like nuanced seems like high praise for it, but just like you hear you see this scene and you hear these lines and you're like that's funny. Yeah. Like it's not a joke. It's just um you know a funny line. The the character of Ray, who's um, Colin Farrell, as the movie goes on, you find out that he's um, he's sort of in in shock, in in depression. He's he's suicidal at one point, and so he's very like crass and dismissive and just rude all the time as a defense mechanism. Yeah. Um, but in that, he says some things that are really funny. Yeah, and and it's. It's got its quirkiness to it, and the fact that like, uh, is it Tom Hall Gleason? Is what his name is that when he tries to Brendan Gleason? Yeah, that's it. He tries to uh, uh, stop Ray from killing him, or he's going to kill himself, and then he's—I mean—he's going to kill Ray, and then he stops him from killing himself. And then the next mm-hmm. scene, they're sitting next together, and he's doing everything he can to protect him from killing himself. It, namely taking away his gun and not letting him have it anymore and, right. and like and then telling him he's he was going to kill him you know so it, it's very quirky in that way like i can i really appreciated that that's something i really appreciated about it and that quirky humor occasionally because that's it's ironic right some of that thing was very ironic about mm-hmm. what the things were happening you're like it's just weird and makes it humorous which it makes it likable i, I will say that mm-hmm but I, like I mentioned when I started out here, it felt like the wrong environment watching it because it, it just I was kept waiting for something to be amazing because, again, everybody had said it was amazing and something to be incredible yeah. or there to be belly laugh moments or something neat mm. or unique. And it it was just fine. Yeah, it's a, like the the things about that are funny. Now, I've seen this. I thought I had seen it many times. I think I've seen it twice before this. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were pieces of it. It's, it's, this again is sort of high praise, kind of pretentious way to say it, but it's, it's layered and nuanced. Sure. Um, there's a, there's a whole scene where um, the two, the two guys, Ray or um, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson go to a, an art museum and they see, this what I guess is a famous triptych um, by Hieronymus Bosch about purgatory, yeah, and and the Last Judgment. I think it's called the Last Judgment. And there's all this weird, like not quite surrealist. Maybe it is surrealist. Like it looks like kind of the inspiration for some of that crazy animation stuff. Uh, the one Monty Python did. Mm-hmm. Um, just really disturbing imagery. Um, and it's sort of the, um, some of the inspiration for this story. It's like, it's a, the, the things that they've done, the the thing that Ray did is in the past. He can't change it. And now they're here in Bruges, which is, it's basically purgatory. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. I get it. Right. Like they're there, they're waiting to be judged and they're in this like, well-preserved medieval city with all of these churches and cathedrals and things. So it's very visually, um, you know, connected and, and artistic in that way. 
Um, but then in the in the midst of that, you have these weird, casual kind of kind of throwaway lines. It's like you know all this stuff uh, with the with the with the little people with the midgets. He calls them midgets in the script. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I almost forgot about that. Right. That that's just kind of it's kind of jarring. It's kind of comedic, and you and you laugh at it. If you're if you're paying attention to what's going on, you have these secrets of like you see something, you see you know the flashback of what he did, and it's you know it's disturbing. You're shocked, and then a couple scenes later, like he'll say something glib, and you're kind of laughing along with it because you you also are trying to to a much lesser extent, obviously, are still trying to you know handle and process what you saw or what these happened. other these other emotions, right? Right. Yeah, um, the I I think again I keep saying going back to the the environment thing. It's like all yeah. those layers and those things that are interesting and make it kind of you know thoughtful. I guess mm-hmm. was not the way I watched it, you know, and and not, and yeah. not what I expected or not watching it for the first time. I mean, we've said several times. The the big group Zoom call is, or it's Discord, but the big group Discord call is not the way to watch a movie for the first time, for sure. And I think for sure, I think that's I think that's true. If the movie in question is, <laughs> I mean, just the simplest way to say that is, if the movie in question is good, it's not, it's not great. Like we watched Clue, well, and i sure. i i only i only give this example because i'm mentioning again how my my internet is sometimes yeah. bad um and it was so laggy and glitchy not only could i not follow the movie i couldn't even hear other people talking about him making jokes yeah. but last week or week before last technically um we watched howard the duck and um super mario brothers yeah and i'm like i didn't need I didn't need to be alone in a in a quiet, you know, full attention kind of space to watch either of those movies. Right. Yeah. Those were I was perfectly fine with those almost in the background while we chatted and Exactly. And, and you make the thing and hung out. Right. And, and the one movie which we'll get to next like Wet Hot American Summer, it's the same way. I had never seen that. I didn't need to always see it. I didn't need to pay attention to every scene. But every yeah. every three minutes, there was something new and a different scene that was funny and was catching my attention. Some new, some new funny, cr- funny, crazy joke. Where right. I I got a lot out of watching In Bruges again, and you know, there's a point even in the in the script just to sort of drive the analogy home, where um, Colin Farrell makes reference to a Boschian a Boschian nightmare. And I'm like, what does that mean? And so I'm over on my other computer Googling it while the movie's going on. I'm like, oh, that's the painting. So it connects. And then he sees the guys in costumes and it's all this all this stuff. But I was only able to do that because I had seen the movie a couple times and I knew where all the jokes were. Um, I couldn't remember the specific details of the ending, but I knew enough that it, you know, at least several of the main characters all die at the end. And... Um, and so that helped me not, you know, helped me get more out of it um, because I was not getting too distracted by other people talking or losing track of what's going on. Yeah, and I, and I, I, ne- and never, I never had, it. I never had, in, I mean, had that opportunity. I, did, I, I knew what was going on, but it, it said it, it, it was distracted by other things in the environment, so I, I yeah. couldn't. And all I got kept getting out of it 
again, I, I said this before, I'll repeat it again, is that I was waiting for something big. I was waiting for some reason mm. it to really be really big. And there wasn't anything really oh, big for it to be big. Yeah, or, and it's and it's like... Um, it just felt very normal middling. Like, yeah, there's 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 acceptably funny jokes. And there's acceptably right. heavy-ish thinking and a really big, heavy thing that happens with the, the accident. Uh, but besides that, it's just felt very middle. Like, it's it's okay. Yeah, sure, there's some deep yeah. things. But it's not like, oh, my God, that's mind-blowingly deep. Right? And it wasn't ever like, that's that's belly laugh funny. Or so much that right. I want to do. It, it's all okay. And then the nail in the coffin, obviously, for me, was I'd hate these kind of endings. Everyone dies. Every, everything's bad and you don't know, you really don't even know the ending. Like to me, that's the worst ending for, for my kind of thing. Sure. So, sure. so I was like, the, okay, the best... when that was over, I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this show. <laughs> I won't watch it again. I don't, I don't care enough to watch it again. And that, and that's, sure. that's probably bad knee jerk reaction of that ending of it being just, like I said, a middling show and then ending. Had I, been able to watch it on my own and actually you know sit forward and see this as a show that's not a comedy or because it keeps like word comedy keeps coming up and people mm-hmm. were billing it to me as like oh it's really funny and there's really comedy i would not sell this show as a comedy at all. i'd say hey this is a this is a dramatic show watch it yeah, as a dramatic like the, show the absolute most you can say is that it's black comedy at most, i don't know if yeah we still like dark comedy right but almost it's everything very, has very some dark. kind of comedy in it right you know um but i guess well, maybe I not was like there anything funny in old boy oh i'm sure there was at least a little something not i can't remember old boy even i i, I guess maybe right. i don't know uh um but s- still yeah it's it's it the, i would not bill it as a comedy i would not tell someone to go watch this because it's no. funny at all, I wouldn't. I mean, not saying that it's not funny, no, but I would not tell them it's funny. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely hurt. We had we had several guys in the group. Every time something awful there happened, they're like, "That's hilarious! This is such a great comedy." Yeah, and, well, and that's that, the thing. That's how know, I felt too, right? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to appreciate a movie with somebody in the room mocking it the whole time. Yeah, which uh, well, and that that was if you've never right. seen it before. If you've all seen it and you're in on the joke, you know, we could watch you know robin hood prince of thieves or something sure and uh you know just i'll be i'll be joking yeah so so anyway the, right. closing that up is is my moving out into the final thoughts yeah i yeah. um it, it setting it it was set up to me as a comedy it that it's it's a funny show to watch i was in a comedic environment to watch it in in a comedic mood to watch it in and then it was not a comedy at all it is a heavy drama with a few comedy bits here and there um, mm-hmm. with some heavy ironic stuff. But this kind of just shows to me that, you know, the environment you watch things in, the expectations you have for the, for the things, for what it is. And then you get something that's not that can really bring it down. And it obviously does not have the culmination of what happens in that movie is anti to what I enjoy. So sure. this one is not one that I would put in my top 100 that could change. Let's say a year or so down the line, if I actually sit down and get bored and say like, oh, I'll give this another chance because I could give it another chance. I feel like it's not bad. Maybe I could give it another chance and see what it's like. And then that could change. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. But just sure. just the but- viewing that I watched in doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just was not a top 100 for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I think 
I think for me it would stay on the list and just like um just like a lot of movies we've seen, just like Monty Python and the Holy Grail or what else? Usual suspects, um anything with a with a twist ending. Not that this one has a really a twist ending, but it has is suspenseful in its ending. Um either watch it by yourself or if you if you if you're watching it with someone who's seen it before, make sure that someone is someone who uh respects the film and the experience of watching that film. Like I think we talked about this at length with the Holy Grail episode. Like, don't watch Holy Grail for the first time with half a dozen people who've seen it before who are going to be quoting it the whole time because that yeah. is a miserable experience. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, some some of the movies that are on this list, it's it's very notable to to say when you should what kind of mood or environment you should watch it in. Right. And, and, yeah. And I, would I mean, tell there are that you should watch this when you want to watch this. Uh, not a crazy serious, but a, a one that's got a thought to it when you watch it it is a drama yeah i mean this is this is a list of 100 movies everyone should see before they die right, right. that's the conceit right. um the the movies that you can watch for the first time in a in a casual environment on this list are the exception like most of them are the opposite yeah. like you know apocalypse now um shawshank dark knight any like almost any of them like you want to be watching them with people who are not talking oh for sure for sure <laughs> or by yourself right that's right. it's it's pretty simple yeah uh so, so moving along to this second one the, this yeah the second movie in our double feature was wet hot american summer yeah um which i'd seen once uh years ago um i had not admittedly this was, not this ever was, seen it this was getting later in the night and we were we were all having some drinks, so my memory of this movie is going to be a little more fuzzy. <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't think there's anything to spoil with this. It's a weird, like, um, <laughs> yeah, co- co- collection of um, late '90s uh, comedians and comedic actors just doing a bunch just of the most ridiculous. Riffing. And there is no story. Uh, it's. Not really. The story no. is that they they're here is the last what two days of camp or something like that or even one day of camp something like that yeah and and yeah. that's and the things that happened on that one day that's it and it ends after yeah. that day the next day when they're all going back to their parents like yeah so there's no real spoilers here but it's uh I, I again environment right so we're with the guys expecting kind of a comedy we've had some drinks. And it's so we're all loosened up, and we just watched a really depressing movie where we were all quiet and or sarcastic the whole time. And then here we put this one on after a little bit of a break, and it's completely ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. not Howard Howard the Duck level ridiculous, but like he just threw the kid out the thing because he killed another kid because <laughs> he wasn't paying attention. And and then uh, they're all so badly over the top, intentionally over the top acting. Yeah, right, mean, right, right out it's of the like, gate. Uh, Michael Ian Black, Michael Showalter, Paul Rudd, um, Christopher Maloney, Molly Shannon, um, Joe Latrulio, Amy Poehler, um, so many, so many people you've seen. Uh, Ken Marino. Like, can we say, so can many we say Paul you, Rudd twice because I liked him so much? And this is so good. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Rudd just hamming it up. Oh. Um, I mean, he, know, he does those like 11, the looks the he movie. does and the stuff like randomly he'll give a disgusted look or something. And you're like, 
God, it's so overblown, right? It's like, yeah, it's like his Bobby Newport character from Parks and Rec, right. but like another 50% more ridiculous. <laughs> really even. And, and not just him, everyone. I mean, um, yeah. what's uh, Bradley Cooper is in it, same way, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you think Amy Poehler is already over the top? She's even more over the top, right? Right, uh, and then, right. and then they have is it Molly Shannon with her like getting a divorce storyline, and then she ends up getting yeah. married to the kid, to a to one of the <laughs> the campers. Yeah, it's so ridiculous, it's so ridiculous. Which which that's I mean it didn't take but maybe ten minutes into the show when we hit the this is ridiculously hilarious mode. Like right, wait, right. I, your first the first couple minutes you're looking for a storyline right you're looking for something to grab onto and then it switches mm-hmm. to just something else you're like okay wait what and then and then the scene that it flicks you to is like in a cafeteria with the guy that's crazy as all get out and then you're like what and then right. before you can even process that you're to the next one and all of a sudden after 10 minutes your mind is just reeling with all the complete and utter ridiculousness of all the storylines happening all together and then, like I said, they'll come and they'll look at you, the camera or something, and then decide they're going to kidnap a can- kid and put him in a van and sh- throw him out the side of it. And you're like, that is, yeah. you just know all of a sudden you're just laughing. And we found ourselves like belly laughing hardcore the, the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you're right. We, we had been drinking liba- some libations, but that even made it better. Right. It's just. Right. Yeah, I, I for some reason you just I had an impression it's just a dumb, it's a collection of funny scenes. I mean, it's dumb it, for it sure. It is for sure dumb. Yeah. Um, it's just it's. I mean, I said the same thing when we watched Caddyshack, and I think that was earlier in the evening. Uh, when we, not not that same evening, it was weeks ago. Um, but we're watching Caddyshack, and I'm like, what is this movie about? What's going on? Like. <laughs> Bill Murray is doing this gopher stuff in his own movie. Like he's not interacting with any anybody, the other characters right. here. Um, and it's, you know, it's just a collection of funny scenes and that's how this movie is too, except they've got, you know, like 20 or 30 like known actors. Now they probably weren't at the time, but um, just, just doing yeah. their thing. Yeah. It's you're right. It's the collection of scenes. And we, we should have a phrase for that kind of a thing. Some of a lot of those movies, are just collections of scenes and, and are not meant to be there's, there's gotta be a, a genre or name, label or something for that, but something, something just with no, with no narrative. I mean, no it, isn't that what narrative. like, um, Porky's and things like that was back in, or uh police Academy and things like that. The same kind of ways there. There's kind of yeah, a, I, maybe a I haven't seen either thing. of those, yeah. but yeah, the sort of, um. Yeah, this with with just like some kind of bookends. Like I'm thinking of. Did you ever see the Money Pit? Yeah, the Money Pit, right? Yeah. Tom Hanks and uh, and Shelley Long. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, they they, they um, buy a house and at the end they sell the house. Right. Right. And then in between, stuff goes wrong. That's it. And right. Yeah. It like there's some sort of progression in the sense that like the state of the house changes over the course of the movie, and there's a little bit of a but... challenge to their their relationship. Sure, right, but, right, but yeah, it's it. That's right. There's so many of these movies that are like, okay, the plot is very thin, but it's just you know funny scenes, funny scenes, and and I want always wonder how these kind of things get green light that 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 the people who invest, let's say twenty five thirty million dollars in these people, they're like. Uh, it's a pitch and then we're just going to trust you 
you know, you, well, you're a funny if, guy. You're a funny girl. You're going to invest in you, you know? Yeah. If, uh, you know, if people will go watch it and it's, it was almost a perfect sort of, um, transition from a very thoughtful movie, like a capital A art artistic movie yeah. in Bruges that really wants you to think about things like think about the events and the story and the conclusions and like just sort of mull all that over and like that's sort of you know as as I have said as I understand it like what art is it's trying to communicate something that can't be communicated in words yeah. right like here's this thing and you look at it and you think about it and um and all that to this which is the complete opposite it's like a um it's like a roller coaster you sit in your seat and you ride the movie doesn't need anything from you doesn't need you to do anything to participate just experience it and laugh and you're good for right I, an hour I, and it's a funny half. I, now that we talk about that we're as we critique our thursdays um i i i think that how do i say this without getting too much Anytime you drink, there is an even minor inebriation going on. It, sure. it, 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 you should rule out movies that make you think, right? That you have to have sure. quiet moments in because yeah. your mind, I, I can't think of, even if you're a, a happy drinker or a mad drinker or a sad drinker or whatever kind of emotions you do as a drinker, <laughs> none of them are lead you to wanting to focus and concentrate on a plot. No, right? no. There are, there are, other substances <laughs> maybe right right probably. but but alcohol typically yeah. do that so uh but there are a lot of I'm good not, movies i'm not sure what you what you should be on to appreciate 2001 a space Odyssey, <laughs> you should example. be on the hardest things that could possibly be out there the uh yeah but the maybe. um yeah so this one we like i said we went to something that was made for the environment wasn't made for the environment that was made for the environment and and who knows in my this is something that had i turned on at night by myself to watch, uh, you know, wet, hot American summer. I bet you I wouldn't have mm -hmm. liked it. I bet you I would have been yeah. like, it's fine. It's just kind of corny. And I wouldn't have liked it. And I would have gave it a, a yeah. bad review. Just like, a you know, one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, you're just watching it at home by yourself. Yeah. And it wouldn't be, it would, it would probably be pretty lame. entertaining at all, but watching it with people who are on the same kind of wavelength and ex expectations and vibe, it became stellarly amazing. So this is a good example yeah. this week to talk about how we get to, to point out that the environment you watch a show in and your expect expectations, as Dennis always says, you know, monitoring your expectations, <laughs> knowing what kind of expectations you, you have for a thing. Um, and then, you know, being watching the right movie for that, you know, like mm -hmm. I said, not being told one thing and it's another and you, you don't want to go to aliens and they say and someone says, you know, hey, this is a, uh, a lighthearted show. And then they show you aliens. Um not that Bruges was that big of a thing, but even, even worse. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, this was a good week for that, for that kind of a thing. And I thought, you know, wait out American summer. They've got a, I know they got a sequel like 20 years later of these people. I think, I think, uh, a sequel series on series. Netflix and a prequel movie that was made after the series, I think is how it goes. Well, okay. That's wild. And so they do the very hilarious thing of, having a bunch of characters who were in their 20s in the original movie are now in their 40s playing, like, the previous summer or something. Playing, like, 
just slightly earlier 20s. That's like playing a prequel with the older people. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That, okay, so I I would suggest that we actually watch this one at some point. Like the whatever the the sequel thing is. The sequel stuff. Yeah, yeah. Should we so should we that, put that it on the be... list for the Thursday nights or or just you and I watch it uh, at some at, point? I think the Thursday nights would be great. This Thursday is probably a bad weekend because I won't be able to, to to watch it. But yeah, yeah. Um, so you're saying that this is there's a it's a series on Netflix? That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, for sure, we should we should put this yeah, on a, a yeah. thing that we need to watch because it uh, that'd be great to to talk about. Uh, in other in other sort of watching news, um, I just watched a series with uh, my other siblings who are here sarah and andrew and my sister my other sister one of my other sisters whatever you know what i mean um an anime series i don't know if i said that um it is pretty good though it has a terrible name okay um (laughs) it's called rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai (laughs) that is quite a name okay it's terrible um anime light novel or uh, manga not manga anime light novels are all separate things um light novels have this trend which are are japanese sort of it's something like a graphic novel here but it's manga it's in japanese um they have this trend of having very long titles for some reason i'm not sure what the deal is with that um but the way this show works it's 13 episodes um it's a high school uh junior second year they only have three years in in japan and he sees this girl who is an actress who is also a senior in his school dressed in a bunny girl costume like the like the playboy thing yeah um but she's at the public library (laughs) okay and what'd she do you see that Right. The conceit of the story is that there's something that they call puberty syndrome, which is also a weird name, but it's just a way of saying, like, there's some sort of, like, almost sci-fi weird thing happening with a given character. Um, And in the case of this girl, who becomes important to the main main boy character, um, is that she is starting to disappear. Like, slowly, uh, people around her don't see her. Okay. And so when she's in the library, nobody sees her except for him. So she's gone to the library in this costume to see if anybody notices, because people in Japan would react to that. It would be weird. Um, And then the rest of the series is just every, every, like, three episodes is a separate story about a different character. They're all, like, the main character is the same throughout, and the other characters, as they get added in or focused on, are through the whole thing. But each of them have some emotional issue, some, like, decision crossroads or um, unresolved conflict in their past that manifests itself in some kind of unexplained supernatural thing and they do a bunch of nonsense there's a there's a um, science club girl who will explain you know in a in a way that they can explain in an anime try to explain quantum entanglement (laughs) or something 
to justify how how certain things are happening at one point um a couple characters swap bodies um there's a point where they go through a time loop where he's living the same day over and over um and it's just a lot of like conversation about relationships and emotion between all of these high school characters hmm. um which even even describing it that way all sounds kind of silly <laughs> sounds a little um, weird i'll, I'll say <laughs> but, it's but weird anime is i mean kind of that way right it's yeah it's an anime um kind of thing i will say one of the things i appreciated most is that um a lot of the writing especially between the main girl and the main boy um was very authentic um they this is sort of a spoiler but they start dating and they're very like snarky to each other yeah like you know he'll he'll be she'll be rude to him and he'll be rude back to her and she's like you know this and this and he's like well you know just wanted to you know in a way it's not um it's not as prissy as a lot of um anime romances are um that i appreciate anime has in general in fact i can't think of one anime even where it's not hard to describe like I, I'm tr- mm. i mean <laughs> really I try, try go try sure. to go through your anime in your in, in your mind right now and try to describe it to your parents like yeah well it's a it's a thing of it's a thing of context right it's like i'm trying to think of like the ones that i know that are easy to describe it's only because they're leveraging or if you know the world of anime, you know a couple of genre labels that I can say, uh, kind of like board games, yeah. right? And and even and even Western movies are the same way, like American movies. I mean, sure. um, you know, if if I try to describe, let's see, um, Seven Wonders is maybe a little too complicated, but if I try to describe any new board game, okay, to someone who's someone who's never played a board game. Or, like, maybe they've only played checkers. Well, there are so many systems and things that I have to describe before you even get that. Before you can say, like, it's a deck building game, draw five. Right. It's a it's a yeah. deck building simultaneous play with a push your luck mechanic and this. Right. And, like, maybe you have to clarify what thing is different from the archetypes. But once you have those archetypes, you can just deploy those yeah this is your stabby Um, this is your spendy exactly exactly and in anime it's the same way like if you don't know you know high school you know supernatural uh you know drama kind of kind of things like all of all of those pieces have to be have to be described but you're right that a lot of anime does um sort of I don't I want to say push push the envelope or push boundaries but that's not even really I mean it, that's why it's even it's, really it's, why it's its own genre it it's got its I think own so. things you know I, I mean and, and it's a wide genre we said this before but even that within yeah. the whole genre you, you say you're a robotech thing or uh, a high school one they're still anime because of the art style but also because of their hard to describe they are very much right. a genre type thing and characters act in a certain way that is not what mm-hmm. you would normally see but is consistent usually across anime things you know and yeah and it's and it's that kind of like 
the more the more of it th- that you watch, the more you start to like. For me, I pick up different pieces of the language. There are sometimes things happening in the like I can't understand Japanese, but I know enough Japanese words that I can hear some things in what they're saying that aren't necessarily coming through in the in the translated subtitles. Um, you know, I get more of a sense of like what it means like to be the different ages in school, what kind of um, um, like social norms and things. I don't know if those are exclusive to anime or generally true among, uh, you know, Japanese people at different age groups in high school, especially is, is a thing that's focused on a lot. I think just because it's a framework that a lot of people understand, like everybody goes to high school. Right. Um, yeah, and, speaking of, yeah. that's kind of a little bit of a transition to another th- topic that we're going to talk about here, but that anime different feeling or tropes or way of storytelling is what I've been going through lately in the Final Fantasy fourteen game that we're playing. Mm, I've been, I wondered if, if you wanted to talk about that again. Yeah, yeah. Say so there, there's, there's some... I've been, with my experience with this one, I've been playing it for two weeks now. Right, mm-hmm. two, three weeks. And um, I have been pushing to primarily focus on just the main, what they call the main story quest. It's just the main story and doing just that. There's a lot of things in this, in this game that you can do. All, like all MMOs, <laughs> there's a million systems and a million things. Yep. But I have been yep. getting on and doing the main story and following the main story and reading the main story and just that, right? Um, yep. I mean, there might this be is a thing... occasional one thing, but for the most part. Yeah, if... So this is again uh, the the MMO massive multiplayer online game Final Fantasy XIV XIV right. um, that we talked about last week, and, and it's very um, anime ish. It's Final Fantasy. Yeah, ish is the right, and we we talked about that a little bit. The sort of what's what's anime, what's Final Fantasy, what's so like what's Japanese, what's so what's different because it's Japanese, what's final fantasy what's different because it's final fantasy and what's just this specific game um this is a game that's had three expansions i think heavensward stormblood and stormbringers maybe i don't know if stormblood is one anyway um the original game is called a realm reborn or at least maybe that was when they first rebuilt it Mm -hmm. it was something else before that um, and a realm reborn has something called the main story quest. Um, it's very, well, I don't know about very common, but, um, in, in world of Warcraft, especially later expansions, and I assume also in other MMOs, it's definitely true of black desert. There's a main story, but the main story might be like, go to this town, do a bunch of stuff for these people. And you can't necessarily tell what's. In service of the main chain, the main story chain, as we say, or or storyline, yeah, or what is just a side quest that's going to get you some gear or some XP or some gold or all right. three of those. This one, but in um, Final Fantasy, it's tagged, and you know this is the next. In step. Final Fantasy, in in Final Fantasy fourteen, it's very clear. There's a different quest icon. If you don't have, if you're not on the quest like what the next quest is is always on your screen you can always see where it is and where unless you turn it off like at any point unless you're in a cutscene or something you know 
you can click on it. It'll open the map. You go there and you keep going. Um, and as we mentioned last week, this is a game that was originally released in 2010. It's 10 years old. Um, and for the last couple years, people have been saying the main story quest is great, but it is um, it's too much for new players. Um, well, not, I know for me, yeah. Go ahead. It's well, it's not just that it's too much. That that's where I was kind of leading with the anime thing. It's it's also that it's very anime. Like it's it's like you were talking about a series anime. It's like if you're watching a an anime series, which I watched, they go on and on, and they talk about little little things, and they spend an entire episode on something that's completely frivolous, and that's mm-hmm. just. A lot of times how anime things do. And you'll watch Dragon Ball Z and it has a storyline. Or you'll watch um, uh, Bleach is one I, I watched. And you can and uh, Cowboy Bebop. And you can watch them. And they do have a main story or a quest or a point to them. But then you'll have many episodes where they're just washing their clothes or something you know, asinine that doesn't really matter. And it, but it's very quirky to, the sh- to anime and yeah, there, the way they do there's things. There's a way... There's a way that I described this. So, you know, somebody on Reddit uh, declared that the main story is over 100 hours long. Okay. Um, I I don't know about that. There, you know, every few quests, there's a dungeon. So I don't know how much time you dedicate to that if you got to, like, sit in the queue. Yeah. I know the last two dungeons at level 50 have unskippable cutscenes. So they take even longer than the dungeon itself because you have to watch this cutscene every time. Yeah, and as I get further on in the game, the cutscenes get longer and longer, which I don't mind, but they are long. Yeah, you get more of that story. So there are... I I had something I said when you and I were talking earlier this afternoon. I said a lot of it is realistic in a boring way. And so there are... There are sort of two, at least to me two big issues with the main story quest. Uh, The first one is that you will sometimes do things that make sense if you were just watching, just reading. Like if you're watching a detective show, you're like, okay, they see this and then they go ask three people. The second one leads them to, you know, that one has a branch that you go and then talk to this guy. Well, he doesn't yeah. know. So let's go back and talk to this guy and talk to her. And she leads you over there. Like all of that makes sense. If you're like, yeah, you got to figure this out. You don't know. You go ask him, you go ask her, you ask this guy over here and he's got a, and like all of that makes sense. But at every step in that process, you have to go talk to an NPC. They either have a series of text bubbles that you read. Yeah. Or it goes into a cutscene with text bubbles you read. Eventually, over time, they've they've put voice acting in those, which I can't decide whether that's better or worse. I have picked up on the right way to pronounce a couple of the city names or the people names pers- or the people names yeah. from that. Um, and it's you know it's your typical RPG um, text bubbles, right? Like you could spam A or X or yeah, but the, I mean mouse, it's, whatever whatever you like, you could just skip skip right through all of that dialogue but then you're like i don't know then what's the point like you can go on the on the cash shop for this game and skip the whole main story quest which for actually like it's funny that, that when i first saw that that there was like a 15 dollars thing that you could skip i said why would you do that but after going through it i totally get it now especially now that i know that 
the other complaint I that you I think you were leading to another one was that it's all tied to progression. You 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 have to unlock things. You have to go through that those things, whether I mean, you want that, to or not. I think I think that is a problem because it takes so long. Yeah. Um. The other. The so that's that's one main thing. The other thing to me is that it's all very wordy. It's wordy so in a way of like, I don't want to say bad, but very florid sort of fantasy writing. Yeah, and, and, and read... in not a good way. I've heard good fantasy writing, and this is not that great. Well, it's, I mean, there are struggles of translation, right? I don't know how right, their yeah. translation stuff works. I know the game is translated into four languages. Yeah, um, and this is not the native one or, it was written in. Re- English. written written or translated or whatever um in japanese english french and german and so you get weird sort of european names um i know when we talked last week i said that a lot of this was very japanese and not european but the more that i have been playing it over the past week um i see names i see uh you know sort of world archetypes and stuff like that and i'm like there's a lot more european influence in here than um than I gave it credit for last week. But um, just every scene where people are talking, I don't even necessarily mind like fancy or archaic or just unusual writing. I mean, that was one of the things that I love about um, about Deadwood. But sometimes there's just so much. There's so much text yeah, and I'm like, I didn't need all of this text. I don't care if you're gonna say any road instead of any way or um, must needs instead of should. Should have. Um, yeah, must us must needs escond to the to the next town or something. You're like, like I don't, I don't uh, even mind that. There's there's just so much text to read, and I feel bad if I don't at least skim through it. Yeah, um, sure. So at some point they added in this skip. I'm sure the skip was not there from the beginning, but you can skip the main story and then you just have to level or you can buy a level boost and then you still have to play through the main story. I think the level boosts are more for people adding jobs to their character. They're like, I don't want to level a thing. I'll just buy the thing and then I'll be 50 and I only have to do the last. Well, there's a, there's a couple things in there. One thing I wanted to hit first before we got that was that um, it's all those things that you mentioned tied with the fact that like some of the story is just not good. Like, you know, so you have that and then they're clearly making you do this. So that, cause it's an MMO you want to, why do you have to have the three NPCs that you were just talking about to go talk to on the farthest three points of the city, right in, in a down in a dungeon, one at the top of a parapet that you have to spin around six times. And then now he wants you to go talk to the person <laughs> at the bottom of the tower. And then he well, wants you to go back to the guy at the top of the tower. It's, some, it's sometimes that and then sometimes the opposite. I just did a chain where they're like, go talk to Alphanod. And I'm like, okay. He's like, this, I'm glad you're here. We did this. Sorry to bother you at the time. Let's talk to this who's in charge of the Adventurers Guild in this town. And that NPC is standing right next to him. Standing right there, yeah. So I, 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 I'm out of that quest. I'm back in control again. And now I talk to this guy, and he's like, oh, I see that Alphanod sent you. He's right next to you. Yeah. And I'm like, this could have been one step. Yeah, like like need two steps. Three times I walked into a city with a quest. I had a quest, and I've walked into this city many many times, and I have 
I have uh, the the teleport things there open and the chocobo unlocked, and I've got stuff. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. done another little quest, and then I walk up for the main story quest to the guy standing at the entrance. He's like, "Halt! No one's allowed in here unless you have, you know, go away. You're not allowed in here." And then you have to give mm-hmm. him a letter to get permission to get in. But you, I've been in the whole time. It makes no sense. And then he says, "Like, okay, go ahead and go on to the next guy." I'm like, that didn't need to be there. I just had to go right. find this guy and talk to him and read all of his texts, which happened to be a long text because he's trying to be silly or something. And then right. like, it, this, it, I've told you to, to you offline needs edited like hardcore. It just, it's not mm-hmm. interesting. And, that, and that's what I mean with, with the length of the text. And there are a lot of little nuisancey kind of things. Like the world has some kind of Bluetooth, right? Like right. you have shell, Link, oh yeah, the, link the, how pearls. they talk to each other. Yeah, like they put these thing in their ear, and then the the a character at a distance can call you and talk to you. I'm like, there's no reason, and it it sort of reminded me of the difference between questing in classic WoW and the first couple expansions versus questing in the newer expansions, where their face will just pop, the NPC face will just pop up, and they're like, "Oh, good job." Now, we, or or they'll send a quest NPC with you that will follow you around and you just talk to them at each step. You don't have to do that, like running back and forth, but that's just a little like whatever, like these quests are old. So of course they're, they're, um, they're using these old systems. Right. And and it's, and it's, it's known that it's not great. It's players make fun of it. It's memes. It's and so much so that they're putting a whole patches in to because they're like, okay, yeah, it's bad. And, and it's, open there's always reasons for anything in the world there's reasons why chicken noodle soup is poisonous there's reasons why you know there's always a thing (laughs) right but the honest thing is that your enjoyment and your fun and the the play thing and i know they made this game from a subscription mmo that's supposed to last forever where i'm at in a quest uh all my guys and one thing had been killed and you find that obviously they're not all actually killed and you're like okay we got to go strike at a tower or something right and like well, we found they're all alive. Now what you have to do is find them one by one. And you're like, oh, I, I, we're supposed to be assaulting the tower, but it's, <laughs> I've got ten, I've got six more levels until I can get to that because I know that's where the, the level break is. So we're just going to go one by one and do like, look under, look. I, and I click on a snow, I clicked on these snow trails. And not mm-hmm. only to see where the next footprints are, like 20 yards away, right? And each one takes 10 to 15 seconds to stand there and wait till you click. And <laughs> then you have to go 10 more feet and wait 10 to 15. Right. These are yeah. you have to interact with poorly all made and poorly done things. It just takes somebody to say, uh, an editor, I would say, to come right through and say, hey, man, cut that down to three seconds. Not a big deal. Move on. And then skip. He doesn't have to do every five feet. Do it like 20, right. 30 feet along the way. Right. Or just so, say like, oh, I found the trails. It leads to the town. It, right? it leads this way. It's it's sort of a compromise because the game does very little of making you hunt for stuff. Like in in classic WoW, there are no there are no quest arrows. There's no sort of indication of which mobs you're supposed to do. And this game has all of those systems from it the does. beginning. Like it does, sure. Wherever you're supposed to go, there's a mark on the map. Even if it's an area, there'll be a circle on the map. Yeah. If there are things you're supposed to kill, they'll be marked on the map. They'll also be marked on their names. All of that thing, stuff right? is easy. And so they do 
some of these little gating things to make you go, okay, you got to go here and you got to drop this meat to bait out the enemy. Right, so which, which, wait for that again, cast, they, it's like they fix which takes a full system. second. Yeah, they fix the system, but then they put stuff in to replace the broken things. Right? Sure. It's like, hey, I know that yeah. the, the point that I am at is finally after i started playing this game from as best i can tell from like my discord history and stuff back in 2017 um and i think you're you're close to or i'm getting about there. the level that i was because you're you're playing a lot and you're yeah. focused yeah. yeah on your thing i know i spent a lot of time at the in the casino zone I did a bunch of like profession trade yeah. skill stuff. You like, did normal I got MMO dis- playing. Yeah, normal. I got I got distracted a lot, but I finally last week got past the level fifty chapter end, and now there are like five patches worth of content. I saw the, that. Yeah, in the latter half of the original game, A Realm Reborn. Yeah, yeah. And as I'm looking at the quest, the list of like there are here are these hundred quests, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's hundred actual quests because one quest could have like ten steps and most of those steps are just talk to this person who's standing right over here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but, or go to the top of the tower, down into... to the bottom of the tower, top of the tower. Right. Right. Or they're broken up into patches. They're broken up into patches. So I'm like, okay, so this came out at some point, patch 2.1. And that was the game for, I don't know, six months, two months, three right. months. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I did it all almost in a day. Now I'm over leveled, but that's how that's how main they don't call it main story whatever um that's how stuff works in wow now a new patch comes out and you're like oh go on this thing and you're gonna follow um anduin around and he's gonna you're gonna do this and this it takes like an hour and then or maybe there are a couple steps that'll take you a couple days depending on how much time you have and then there's a span of time where you go and do professions you run dungeons you do whatever other stuff you want to do. And so some of that is just a case of they added content to it over time. And now there's so much. It's like the thing wow is doing where you're like, even with the levels compressed leveling up to 120 is so many levels. It takes so long. Right. And that's, and that's a thing that has a bunch of flexibility. You can level almost entirely through dungeons, at least up to 60 in world of Warcraft. The main story is the main story and it's um there's a whole reddit post i don't think we talked about last week but there are a couple things like we've named a bunch of things that are specifically problem with it um the big ones are that it's um but the progression is locked behind it which is normal like the whole thing with with progression is that you start out simple and you learn mechanics as you go and it gets more complicated yeah the other thing is that because of the job system, because my one character can do anything in the game if I level up those things, I only have to play through the main story once. Yeah, and so everybody you. who's been at Endgame or been past that main story since 2013 or who knows, um, they're like, oh, yeah, that story was great because they did it six years ago and never had to do it again. Yeah. Um, now, we've spent the last 20 minutes complaining about this um they are doing a thing in the next patch probably right about the time you and i get done with it um where they're compressing this down supposedly taking out 
some like 13% of the actual quests and also removing a bunch of intermediate steps. Um, That's good. Which which should probably help that a lot. One Just to like, you know, put some sort of positivity on this. There, there are definitely moments that are funny where they're either self-aware, right? There's, um, I ran into a guy again who I did quests for at some point earlier in the story where you're, you're trying to find the, the original warriors of light. Is that what they're called? Yep. Yep. Um, there were five warriors of light who did this thing in the past before the calamity. And there's supposedly this one at this tavern out in the middle of nowhere. And so you go out and find him and he's like, Oh, ho, ho, I am the hero of the warrior of light. Who's this, but I don't have time to talk right now. I've got to, you know, go catch some crabs on the shore. And yeah, like, yeah. maybe if you caught them for me and then you go catch the crabs and then he has you like, shear some sheep and milk some goats it's a bunch of chores right and then and then it finds out it turns out this guy is just a fraud he's like he's like okay you caught me i'm not yeah i remember that. Yeah, yeah. don't don't tell anybody thing and you're like oh that's funny it's right like that's exactly what would happen like you hear this rumor and you go talk to this guy and you're like well we've you know this doesn't seem all that real but we're in this desperate thing we're a a summoned Titan or whatever is a primal is going to destroy Eorzea. And so we got to find out what he knows. See that that's the thing that, that bothered me the most, I think was that, that like I enjoy the anime of it and I enjoy the, the story of it and I, and the final fantasiness of it. I like that, like the, there's the primals and the secret society that's stopping them and why they're stopping. And then the world of, you know, the primals appear when people are in desperate, desperate things and they pray. That's mm-hmm. all very interesting to me. And then there's the, there's the, don't even get me started on the name. Garland, 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 Garland. There's, <laughs> they're all the same, all past Final Fantasy names. Um, mm. They, uh, that evil empire, you know, I'm interested in that. But, right. you know, and, and I'm like, oh, here we go. We just got a thing. I, I got another crystal and I fought a freet and it's so really cool. And now we're going to go. Uh, storm the castles, and then like now I go to the Warrior Light, and I spend and I waste three real time hours of my time shearing sheep, <laughs> getting stuff for quest. It's like ah, funny, like no, it wasn't funny. I was gonna, I was on board with going towards the primals and wanting to do the thing, and now you wasted three hours of my time doing this. So, and that's that's the kind of stuff, and and I get what you were saying about it, but like for me, it was very that kind of stuff bothers me. Like it, it feels, yeah, it feels I, like it wastes my time unless I'm like in a mood to not care what's happening. And yeah, I think there are a couple of things there. Like it was funny to me seeing him the first, the second time. Yeah, I don't even think the point first this one out or your experience. It's just that that in general, you're right. The 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 first time it probably was more annoying. I do also enjoy anytime I talk to an NPC and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do this. You go on ahead and and make sure everything is is prepared." And you get there and they're like wait, aren't you the warrior of light who slew the, the something, something yeah. like, isn't surely there must be more pressing concerns, but as long as you're here, I had a guy who went missing and maybe you can find him. Right. And right. I'm like, I'm like that, that is, it's kind of funny. Like it's also a little annoying. I think the big like issue there is I think coming to the game this late, you're, you're really encouraged to um, to push through that main story quest. Yeah, really. Right? And yeah. I think that, like, 
that pressure to keep just playing through to like get through it exacerbates all of those things i agree and, th- and like, that's, that's what if it was all there was to do if you're like oh i played through the whole thing now i do some other stuff and then a patch comes out and there's more main story yeah and you're sure. like oh yeah yeah i did do that thing remember that that was a thing when you know that that's all the main story that you're going to get for a couple months right then yeah. it's it probably is more enjoyable no for sure and, and that's what i was going to say too is that like your your experience with it uh, it could be very much different than my experience with it for the reasons you just described is that that you played it over multiple years and you and you did things in between it and you weren't always just going on the main story quest and for me I've done nothing but the main story quest it's what I like right now I know what's happening in the story mm-hmm. I know the next thing I'm doing I'm standing in front of the guy that I have to talk to and I'm going to continue to go on straight from there and I've just done that so when I critique the story quest it's just that's the game to me Right. That's yeah. that's that's all of it. Um, yeah. And I've I've been doing that a lot, too. So I'm feeling that same thing. You you sort of want to have a sense of like if I came back to because that's what I did years ago when I when I started this game is I would get bored and I would go do something else. And then I'd come back and right. I'm like, am I confused about what's going on? But somebody would explain it, which I think, again, is the same thing. Like the content came out over time and probably was designed to. Like you play it like in a single player uh, RPG, like you do part of the story and then you want to go out and unlock some outposts and clear some strongholds or whatever. And then you come back to the story. Um, This is an MMO. So there's so much more that you come back and you're like, oh, yeah, right. That like the dialogue and we'll all explain it to you again, where if you're just grinding straight through it, you're like, yeah, we know. Get on. Yeah. And 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 I've had a. You know, we said this last week, which I won't talk too much about, was that, uh, you know, I understand that the EXP curve is different now, that they've got EXP boosters, like they give you a ring that gives you 30% more XP till 30. And right, you right. get more EXP boosts on this and there's rested EXP now. And they, they've put things in and they probably just increased EXP to get you through things. You know, mm-hmm. I, I understand that I'm more well aware of the fact that I'm like um, going through these things ahead cause, because that's a, a real problem when you again, as we said, rely on unlocking things with the main story quest. I get to a point where like I need my new summoner spells or I need my new healing spells, but I can't get them until you get to a certain part in the main story quest. So Mm. you do, you are forced to grind, 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 grind. And I can't really feel like getting into a dungeon and fighting dungeon stuff until I have these very key spells and abilities. That you, it says, sorry, like, you have to have the primal so-and-so dead and run that yeah, quest already. Yeah, yeah. Most of the job quest things I feel like were separate, but maybe... Oh, mine, both my two are tied to the primals. The, the, there were a couple, yeah, that were tied to... I mean, maybe I just did those in the right kind of way. The way that I'm thinking about it now is that um, the, like, leveling through dungeons thing is a thing you do on a second or third job. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I'm, and that's what I'm going to look. I'm actually looking forward to that, believe it or not. I'm looking forward to, uh, my kind of plan is to play main story quest through and try to catch up to you just so that maybe we can play together at the same time and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're doing these kind of things or run the same kind of dungeons, which is where I look forward to. Um, and also once, you know, when, when I get there, I'm playing, like you said, I'm playing a lot right now. And if I play and you're not on, like we're at the same level, We'll do the same things together when we're on, but when you're not, I want. I'm looking forward to switching to another job and doing dungeons, 
right? Mm-hmm. And leveling other ways or daily stuff and exploring professions and then spending that time doing those things, right? Which is exciting to me. And, and I look forward and I'm glad this game has a whole lot in there of it. Who knows? Yeah. We'll go to the Golden Saucer. And my, like that, my sort of plan so far, which is the reason that I have kept going with the main story instead of waiting for you to catch up, um, is for... For one, I know that you're playing more than I am because yeah, I'm still yeah. working on the house and stuff. Um, and I know that things will sort of plateau, so you'll get, yeah, you'll probably catch up with me before I finish. But if I finish before you do, I want to try the Dark Knight um, tank class, yeah, which yeah. I can't do until I finish. Yeah, see, there, the, there it is. You're the t- Realm Reborn you're tied to maybe, a certain progression. Yeah, yeah, that that's a case. It's sort of like the like the Death Knights in WoW. It was the first uh, expansion job, and they locked it behind a, a level requirement and having gotten to um, the first part of the first expansion story quest. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll I'll just. I'll just keep going then. Like, I don't want to start over with For a different... Sure. And For sure. That tank... Like, I want to try tanking, and that class seems the most interesting to me. So I'm like, well, right. I'll just keep going with the main story quest. Yeah, and and, and to, to wrap this subject here, something I wanted... To, there's two things yeah. I want to say real quick that just little adds. One is about the, the writing. We talked about being too much and overblown and things like that. The, the way it reads to me, the perfect example for somebody who doesn't know what we're talking about in that whole thing, is that there is a book called The Bible... And it was written, a lot of people know the King's James Version. And when you read oh, those things, and sure, now there's yeah. things like the New International Version. There's just different translations. They're the same kind of things. They say the same things. But when you're reading the King's James Version of a scripture, it's in the way that was said then. And it's very floral and it's very difficult to read. And you have to read it several times. And like you said with other things, there's a lot of words you have to go through. But then mm-hmm. you read the updated modern version of it that speaks in a way that flows the way we speak you can read through entire pages quickly and understand it very easily right yeah that's that's why i referenced fantasy it's like it's like tolkien but even even sometimes more um uh foreign yeah and to- so, tolkien I mean, was also very you know, difficult to get to get we're reading too. english but like you know, we watched uh, we watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy last year, and there are some of these scenes where a character is delivering a line, and you're like, "Wow, that's some that's some purple prose." Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but so, so just really right. florid. You know, and, and you just want to say like, "Dark it would be so much easier mine. if you just wrote it a way we can understand it, so we could hear it." Yeah, I know where you're going for here, but. They, it's, it can't yeah, be the majority to, of the audience of these 22 year old kids who were. It's, you know. it's trying to represent, you know the other like it's a fantasy world so everything's just a little bit different and there are times when it works and and times that it that it really doesn't and that's that's something that's something i personally don't don't like about what it tries to do and and i wouldn't like that in any other game right like if it does it the way they do it and they overblow as much as much as i feel that they do i wouldn't i wouldn't like it so the the other thing was uh we talked about skipping the main story quest and they put that in there why would you do that I, i really i really like that option and the fact that we all the things we just talked about tonight, the, the arduous difficulty of it, and you, you, people do it and they never have to do it again. Uh, but if you do want to have an alt in this game, you don't want to have to go through what I've been going through the last three weeks. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. you want to be able to say, I would like to play a second character that looks different, is, is a totally different kind of a character, but I, and I want to play it and I want to level it. I'll even start from level one, but I don't want to mm-hmm. have to force myself to push through on this horrible quest to unlock the necessary things that I need to play the game to, to, 
go through this quest I've already done before. Right. So so yeah. it's it, I'm it's nice that they have that. It sucks that it's a a pay cash store because I'm really anti that on a game that has a subscription model. Sure. But you know, it's what it is, um, and it's not like fifty dollars. Grant's like fifteen, but they got to do something to not make the game free and everybody have you know. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it. thing that it's a thing that required you know, not a lot of resources to do, right? Like somebody had to write up some code that just said, mark all these quests as complete. Yeah, it would, it would be nice if they, if once you do it once, you get one for free, but you know, I can understand that. Maybe. Yeah. They do, I don't know if you get this, but I get a, a Fantasia every time I roll a character. I don't, I don't know that. I've, I've rolled you, characters you didn't, multiple times. You but, didn't get one when you started. It might well, when, be a thing. When the very first day I started, before I even went into the game, I just made like six characters. So I don't, <laughs> and I didn't, if it was giving me things, I didn't know what they were. So yeah, I, every new character of mine, it gets like a six or seven pieces of mail. And I think maybe those are like uh, veteran I, rewards. I have gotten no mail, having, no, no Moogle mail. So you should send me no, Moogle no mail Moogle or something because I have not gotten yeah yeah so so that that i mean those are character bound like i can't trade them but i spent some time this past weekend thinking about race changing my uh my character to something else and ultimately when i when i posted for some advice on how to make the the character creator does not have a lot of options in this game yeah it's it's kind of like wow just with a lot more um colors for eyes hair and skin but there are like there are five faces right. and you know each of those faces has like four four eyes four chins four noses like it's pretty limited right. um and the the people on reddit talked me out of it because my my main character is five two and the race i was going to change to the viera their absolute shortest are five ten yeah and i'm like that's a pretty jarring transition it's from like almost almost as short as you can be short of uh, being Lollafell, uh, to one of the tallest. And I'm like, yeah, that probably would bother me. I'll probably just stay the same. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm looking forward, hopefully, hopefully soon I'm, I'm going on my trip, so it won't be next week, but, uh, soon that we can get to a, a point in our discussion about this game. That's like the differences in dungeons with the MMOs we've played in the past mm-hmm. and how they do dungeons and maybe mechanics. Cause that's, yeah. that meta is pretty fun and interesting. And I know it is for a lot of people too. So, I'd like to. I'm I'm looking forward to getting to that part because I I have run dungeons. You again, you to unlock them, you have to do a main story quest. And yeah, we did one together. Yeah, right. And and they the, as you go further further along, they they do become more and more. You have to don't stand in fire. You have to hide behind a thing, and and that's interesting and that's fun. And I I'm taking advantage of my spells and rotations, and I know the AOE things and when not to do stuff, and and that's mm-hmm. interesting. I haven't. I only play them once because that's what you do as you go through. Um, but right. I'm looking forward to, you know, actually running them and knowing what I'm doing and trying a different class and, <laughs> and whatnot. So that that's something I'm looking forward to when, when we have. And I know there's probably bigger ones that are more difficult once you get to the max level and things. So I assume so once you get to actual raids. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. I mean, it, it's a fun game. I'm, I, I'm still enjoying it. Like I said, there's there's the, the downside of it. It's It's not a... It's not a revolutionary MMO. Granted, it's seven years older, and then they've redone that. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah. It is a, so so far been uh, an enjoyable experience that I like. I'm I'm not bored of it. I'm fine with it. I get aggravated and frustrated at some of the things, but nowhere near what Classic WoW aggravated me or EverQuest aggravated me. Sure, nowhere near to sure. those kind of levels of stuff. No, so. no. 
Um, I mean, that, that made me sound like WoW Classic was terrible. It was great compared to EverQuest and Dark Age of Camelot, but... Yeah, I mean, I mean, talk about arduous. Like everything was art. At least in this game, like I've not been. It's a long time since I've not been over leveled for the main story quest. Yeah, so I'm just for like, sure. Yeah, I'm absolutely. like, yeah, I'll go through. I'll do this. I'll kill this. Everything's easy because, um, you know, I'm too high a level for it because I was doing other stuff. And it's like everything's pretty easy. You queue yeah, into, that, that's something like, that could have happened too before. Was when when like playing through the main story quest in the game when it first came out maybe it was also the exp curve wasn't as easy now so where you got to a point in the main story quest where it was too hard for you and you had to go do other things you had to go do other right things so and, and maybe maybe it's just been changed and modified that now we're just you know over leveled and things are quicker so yeah yeah that's probably a, yeah. a perspective thing i'm sure give it give, i'll give it that gotta give it that credit yeah cool all right well next week yeah um, what movie are we watching did we say that <laughs> We're going to watch another cheerful one, I guess. Uh, Rosemary's Ooh, happy, happy. Baby. Whoa. Okay, sure. This this is a horror movie, but we've got so many horror movies. Got to get through them, man. We got to watch them. Got to start sprinkling them in. We're, they're only four. Well, we're not really October. horror movie guys. So that's what, probably no, what one, that's why, we, why we kept them at the end. And then two, you know, they're on the movies on this list and they're, they're good. So we got to give them a good chance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right, that's next week. So you've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 151. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, if you like role-playing podcasts or Star Trek, uh, you can check out our other show. It's called Klingons and Dragons. That's at klingonsanddragons.com. I'm at least a couple weeks behind on that. I've <laughs> Between spending all my free time working at the house or playing Final Fantasy, um, I've not gotten to editing up a new episode of that. But there should be one soon. Um, if you have comments or feedback, want to tell us all of your thoughts about In Bruges, Wet Hot American Summer, uh, new Star Trek shows, or Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy XIV, um, you can reach us on our website, frontporchpodcast.com. There's contact forms there. Or you can email us directly, frontporchpod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. Thanks as always for listening. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. From the front porch. Hi, everybody. See you next time.